I'm Eduardo Medina, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman, and today on Sweet 1111, I'm talking with campus editor Stephen Lanzi about his story on Dr. Bessie May Holloway, Auburn's first black board trustee member who recently passed away at the age of 87. Stephen's story on the front page of the Plainsman goes beyond the legacy of Holloway and explores just how much students of color value having a person that looks like them in positions of power. Stephen will tell us why Holloway's legacy matters and how it ties into the ongoing issue of diversity and representation in Auburn. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Stephen Lanzi. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Sweet 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. All right, we are here with uh, campus editor Stephen Lanzi. Stephen, thank you for being on episode two. Thank you for having me. Sweet, sweet. So, Stephen, you, you did your story this week on Dr. Bessie Mae Holloway. She passed away on September 11th. So why don't you tell me a little bit about her? Yeah, so Dr. Holloway was the um, first um, African-American board of trustee member um, and actually the, also the second ever um, woman to be on the board. And obviously that's a landmark moment in the history of Auburn and definitely somebody that... Uh, means a lot to many different students and alumni in the university. Right. Um, so was, I thought it was important to um, sort of tell a little bit about her life and um, a little bit about what her legacy means. Yeah. I, I love how you started the story. Um, you know, you don't go into this hard news type of thing. You start with uh, a student named Anthony Britt or alumna, alumni, I should say, Anthony Britt. He was a student in the 90s, the early 90s. And uh, he talks about how he was uh, protesting while being a student here at Auburn. Can you tell me who Anthony Britt was and what was he protesting? Yeah, so um, in the early 1990s, there was a, um, a fraternity was putting on um, a reenactment of an Old South in a parade. The Black Student Union at the time uh, was doing a sit-in protest of the parade. Britt, um, who was um, a member of the Black Student Union, he, uh, he, re- he really recalled um, just how meaningful it was to see um, Dr. Holloway actually get up and um, go to the protest and try to figure out what was going on. Um, and he um, he really respected that, and it really meant a lot to him to see somebody in a position of power come and um, do something meaningful. Um, when Dr. Holloway was in a was in a meeting, yeah. Sorts, so what was, what was um, he doing before yeah, the protest? Uh, Anthony told me that he that you came from a meeting with the board of trustees and oh, wow. um, came came to uh, be a part of that protest and um, see what was going on because she didn't really um, like that the reenactment was going on. Right. So that's a very specific, you know, story that he remembers about her. And that's kind of emblematic of what you heard from other students. Who else did you speak with and, and did it tie into this, you know, way Britt remembers Holloway is this being this like champion of uh, representing black students at Auburn. Did other students kind of fall in line with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I talked with a, a few different alumni from um, a few different decades. And actually, one of the one, alumni that I, I spoke to, um, Barbara Wallace-Edwards, um, graduated in 1979. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was really interesting to hear her talk about um, what Dr. Holloway meant to her. Um, she didn't know her personally, but graduating in 1979, obviously, that was a much different time. Um, and 
and being a black student at that time, she left with kind of a bitter taste in her mouth um, just because of the culture of um, racism on campus. And, right. Um, I, when she had heard that um, Dr. Hollow was named to the board in um, 1985, it, it really um, warmed uh, Barbara's heart and meant a lot just to see that Auburn's culture could change and was changing in a positive direction. And uh, that was that was really those sentiments were, sentiments were really echoed by um, everyone that I talked to, even if they didn't know her personally. It just meant so much that um, some of those barriers were being broken down. Not just being a black member on the trust on the board of trustees, but also being a woman and um, that intersectionality. Yeah. yeah, no, that seems to be that's something that struck me when I was reading your story. You know that it wasn't just a symbolic thing; that it really meant to them that they were being represented by someone that looked like them mm-hmm. in this. You know position of power like you said mm-hmm. um and i'll editorialize a bit here so i remember obviously i'm brown and i remember uh the first student of the, the first brown professor i've ever had was last year and that means a lot and i don't think you realize that until you experience it so i can imagine mm-hmm. you know the first black portrait member ever in auburn's history how much that meant for black students at the time but I wanted to ask you, you spoke with, um, remind me of her name, the board trustee member you spoke with? Yeah, so I spoke, spoke to uh, Liz Huntley, who's also a, a black female on the um, board currently. Right. Mm-hmm. And what did she say about uh, Holloway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oddly enough, she was also friends with uh, Anthony Britt um, when she went to, went to Auburn in the early, oh, really? in the early 90s. Wow. Um, and um, at the time, uh, uh, Liz Huntley was a... Um, was a student leader, and she actually ran um, to be SGA president. Uh, anytime that Trustee Huntley said she spoke to um, Dr. Holloway, that it, it just meant so much, the encouraging words, and also knowing that just how much representation that right. uh, Dr. Holloway was giving to the board. So she did have interactions with Holloway while mm-hmm. she was a student here. Yeah, and um, even after um, she didn't end up winning SGA president, Trustee Huntley, that is, she encouraged, uh, Dr. Holloway encouraged her to, you know, um, keep um, fighting to uh, for social issues and anything um, to impact the student body in a, in a positive way. Um, and obviously those uh, words of advice um, became yeah, fruitful um, for sure. now that uh, uh, Trustee Huntley is now on the board. Yeah, we always see how that one moment rippled mm-hmm. and now there's better representation, but it's not all the way there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a good segue to what I'm to ask you next. Can you tell me about how students uh, you spoke with or former students, alumni, how they tied it into today and Auburn's current issue with diversity and representation? Yeah, so um, when, I, when I spoke to Anthony Brett, it, it, it was kind of interesting to hear um, that around uh, when he went to school in the early 1990s, um, there was about 1,500 uh, black students enrolled at the university. In the early 90s, um, yeah. there were 1,500. Yeah, and it, that number is actually about the same now, um, which is kind of interesting to think about and um, that the enrollment hasn't drastically changed. You know, diversity is uh, I can at sometimes become like a buzzword, um, right? But it absolutely. <laughs> um, but for you know anybody um, that I talked to, they said that you know just simply seeing somebody that looked like them was a huge deal. And um, I even talked to uh, Nicole F- uh, Floyd Turner, who said um, that it was really great for her to see um, Dr. Holloway um, be on the board. And um, when she was being recruited in the early 1990s, it was a big reason just to know that. Any recommendations or um, concerns that um, she would have had would 
be uh, be talked about and be given to the board, or at um, least have some type of voice mm, in there, right in the room. Yeah, and um, I also would like to say I I, I think it's important to mention that uh, Trustee um, Holloway was not just there to represent um, Black students or minority right. students, and um, that I think Trustee Hotley said it the best. Dr. Holloway was uh, a student trustee and did everything that she could to represent um, the student body as a whole, um, not just minority students. Right. Um, so that that was really interesting to hear um, Trustee Huntley talk about that Dr. Holloway served as an example for her and is now um, is now how Trustee Huntley tries to uh, carry out her own responsibilities as on the board. Yeah. So Stephen, uh, to finish off, I wanted to see if I could ask you about a story that you did earlier this year. Um, that also, you know, relates to race and representation in Auburn and diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, you did a story on the Princeton Review ranking Auburn as being ranked, uh, what was it? It was um, the university was named number one in student happiness. And um, that was um, being promoted by the university. Obviously, that's a pretty crazy statistic. But also, um, yeah. looking more into the Princeton Review's study, they uh, found that um, Auburn was number five in uh, LGBT unfriendly and um, number nine in little class interaction. Little race class interaction. Yes, race class interaction. Sorry about that. Right. Can you talk about how that relates to um, representation in general here in Auburn? Obviously, we had a very important figure, Holloway, pass away. Mm -hmm. So that's getting these alumni talking about this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to look at because you know. we go to a university um, in a state where 26% of the state population is black, but um, five and a half to six percent of the student body is black. Right. Um, and you know, like it has been that way since the 90s. It seems. Yeah, uh, black enrollment I think has actually decreased, a, like percentage-wise, has decreased a little bit over time. And you know, it's, it's just interesting to hear about like seeing people who look like you. That really does matter, and um, just having numbers isn't necessarily the end goal, but having representation is a big deal. Right. Well, it's a fantastic story and it's an issue that we'll keep on reporting on this year as we go along. Thanks for being on the podcast today. My thanks to Stephen Lanzi for being with us today. The Plainsman Suite 1111 is a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.